0: Welcome to the Around the Cauldron podcast, your mystical water cooler where we avoid work and chat about all things magic and metaphysics.
1: You know, the shit you can't talk about with your other friends. I'm your host, Eliza. And I'm your host, Grace. We're bi-coastal BFFs and practitioners broadcasting from Boston and LA, ready to get witchy and woo with all of you.
0: Hello, mystically minded witchy and Wu. Uh, we're back with you at the cauldron cooler to talk about dimensions. And we thought that we'd break up the dimensions um, into a few different podcasts and kind of take them a couple at a time. I know we talked a little bit about the multidimensional beings a couple of episodes ago, and we promised we'd talk more. So this one is about dimensions one and two. But before we start, I know Eliza has a brand new card deck that she's dying to share with you. So I'm going to turn it over to her and let her take it away.
1: This is true. So for Yule, Santa Claus slash Claus slash Odin brought me a very cool oracle deck called the Believe in Your Magic Oracle Deck by Amanda Lovelace, artwork by Janaina Medeiros. I'm trying to show Grace on the camera right now. Oh, it's very cool. It's really cool. The artwork is very, like, modern witchy, femmy, awesome. I don't know. I don't know how else to describe it. But it's very much for your modern witch. We love that. Yep. I already asked for the powers that be to give us the message that will most benefit us and what we got is escapist come home to yourself
0: oh cool I love the back of the card too it has right like a crown on it
1: yeah it's really pretty I love these cards these cards are so cool and so the picture on this card is a girl sitting on her bed with a book open on her lap and it looks like she's either kind of reading or conjuring something but it's very cozy and very cute and I'm about to read what the booklet says about it. Escapist, come home to yourself. Everyone wants to escape their lives occasionally. Some of us like to binge watch shows. Some of us like to listen to music. Some of us like to read. Some of us like to leave it all behind and go on vacation. All of that is totally healthy. Our lives can get incredibly stressful. However, too much escapism can mean that you're not confronting a big problem which isn't healthy for you face it head on, and let the pieces fall wherever they may. This is actually very good for me personally, because (laughs) I am an escapist by nature. Uh, I love anything that has to do with not being grounded in Reality. So, thanks for calling me out there, Spirit, and putting me on blast. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm guessing a lot of us can can relate to that, especially right now when things are so goddamn bizarre and uh, being in reality is a little hard right now.
0: Yeah, it's kind of interesting that this card came up because we're talking a little bit about what I think some people might assume is jumping out of reality, but I think you know the reality of it is that. Working with the dimensions can actually be a great way of staying grounded and, you know, figuring out um, how to do some really introspective, meaningful work. So that seems like a good segue into what we're talking about today. Again, we're talking about dimensions one and two. And in our multidimensional beings episode, we talked about there being nine dimensions in total, but we also said that, this, you know, it's different people have different opinions about how many dimensions there are in total. So I learned that there are nine, and those nine dimensions fall under a system called the dimensions of light. There are other systems out there, so feel free to go down the Google rabbit hole and check out um, what, what there is to learn, but we're going to be talking about dimensions one and two in the nine dimensions of light. Um, so to quickly summarize, for anyone new to the podcast, different beings are tied to some of the nine dimensions, and some of the dimensions even have their own functions. So you know, operating like gateways and things like that. And the really cool thing, generally, is that you can communicate with all of the beings and all of the dimensions. Uh, and to learn more about that, you can hit up that episode from a few weeks ago. And you'll probably notice it because it has a different has different cover art than the other Episodes do. All right, so let's start with the first dimension. So there are three key highlights of the first dimension in the nine dimensions of light. And this is where you'll find the crystalline grid, the iron core of the earth. And everything together is sort of like an energetic map of the Earth, which some of you may have also heard called Gaia. We call the Earth Gaia. And because it's a dimension where things start to take on some physicality, that's why we call it an energetic map of the Earth. And the foundational fabric of nature is here. Like all the things you probably learned about in chemistry, atoms, molecules. I was pretty shit at chemistry, so I don't have a lot to say about that, but... (laughs) I didn't even take chemistry
1: how's that I was in like stupid kid science in high school so they put me in quote-unquote physical science which is basically like we know these kids can't do math we're just gonna put them in this other science so that they check the box
0: yeah I avoided chemistry and physics and all that stuff as much as possible. So,
1: I actually like physics. Like, in my brain, physics makes sense. Uh huh. Like, physics to me is very rational. And so, I really enjoy physics, but, and, and chemistry as a thing is really interesting to me, but like, my pea brain can't, you know, conceptualize it. Mm-hmm. So, I'm just like, and I'm done.
0: Well, you know what, if they were talking about science in terms of metaphysics, I totally would have been down for that class. But that's not what they offer. So
1: right, I went to Catholic school, there was no way that shit was happening.
0: (laughs) So the foundational fabric of nature is here. Yes. So atoms, molecules, and also the crystalline grid and the iron core, Uh, I want to start trying to create a picture for people who are listening, because I think that Um, It's easiest maybe for some of us to work with pictures. I know it is for me. And also to talk about things in terms of technology. So things that we're familiar with to start creating this picture. So if folks want to close their eyes and even start to picture this while I talk about it, you know, listeners at home.
1: I'm going to do it too because I have a hard time picturing it.
0: Cool. So... Creating this picture for yourself can also help if you ever want to start communicating with the things in this dimension. But we're going to start with the iron core, and we're going to imagine that it's the very center of the Earth. So you'll start to bring to your mind's eye a picture of the Earth and go right to the center of it. And think about that as the iron core. And it kind of operates like your own heart, but it's the heart of the Earth. And in this case, we're going to bring it to technology, and we're going to talk about it like one of those big computer servers, um, that people have probably seen in movies, it's the ones that, you know, a lot of information passes into and out of these computer servers. So we got one of these big computer servers in the center of the earth, and a lot of data storage happens in that computer server. And you may have heard words like the Akashic Records or the Hall of Records, and we can think about that data storage happening in the iron core of the earth. Now all across the earth are crystals, and those crystals connect to each other, With energetic connections like computers in a computer network. So the computers are connected to each other, right, by energetic connections that we can't see. You know, your email leaves your computer and it somehow ends up in another one after some travel between point A and point B. But the two computers are very physical objects. So these crystals are physical objects and they're connected by energetic connections. And they're kind of speckled all around
1: the iron core of the Earth, that computer server at the center of the Earth. This is a great analogy, by the way. This is really (laughs) helping. I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm all of a sudden like, oh, this all makes sense all of a sudden. I'm going to say I channeled this.
0: (laughs) I don't know from who, but this is how it came out.
1: That was pretty good.
0: So this map of crystals that are all connected to each other, that's what we call the crystalline grid. And they're connected to that big computer server in the center of the Earth, the iron core. So in our picture now, we have the iron core of the earth at the center of the earth. And then we have the crystalline grid of earth's crystals energetically connected to each other and also connecting back to the iron core. And so you can imagine that all of the complicated stuff happens there. It's like an energetic highway of activity that includes all of the foundations of life. So the things that we've identified with science and then other things that we can't see with the naked eye. So I think about this as a uh, foundational dimension, almost like the heart, like I was mentioning before. Our heart is a connector within us and part of our foundation. It's a life-giving, sustaining energy that can be tapped into for compassion and understanding. So what's an easy way to think about connecting to the first dimension? And I'll just pause here to say that I'm pretty much done with the imagery. So if you want to open your eyes now, (laughs) you can go ahead and
1: do that (laughs)
0: So what is an, an easy way to think about connecting to the first dimension? Of course, we can channel or complete a ritual of crystals, but I think, you know, what a cool exercise it would be to channel or meditate on what the grid has to share about the best way to use our unique energy, because it is made up of all of these energetic connections that just intuitively work with each other. And that's probably, I think some of that is the English major coming out in me, you know, like, how can I apply some critical thinking to the functioning of this
1: dimension? <laughs> work for myself. The historian in me acknowledges and respects the English major in you.
0: <laughs> so yeah so what a what a cool way to connect to that dimension and some of the learning that might be there. Or to connect with the iron core and see what it has to say about the foundation of life, you know, or finding compassion or understanding for your own core, your own heart and how it operates. And I found it personally really helpful to spend some time thinking about the elements that are in each dimension and how they function to help me orient to questions that I have myself. And kind of think, okay, well, which which dimension would be the right dimension to tap into to answer this question that I have? Very generally, this is the dimension that makes me think about turning inward and grounding almost like what we were talking about with that card at the beginning, and grounding in compassion for ourselves and everything around us and reaching a new understanding of um, our energy, of our heart, and how we feel through the world. Periodically, you might also connect to the Akashic Records or Hall of Records by meditating on traveling to the Iron Core. So you could choose to use the image that we came up with today, or you could use another if you have another that you like to use. Um, And opening up that big computer server of data storage and peeking into it and seeing what it has to say about your past lives, about parallel lives, or really anything that's there. I know that sometimes there can even be guides there um, that might work with you on uncovering some of that information. Eliza, I know you work with the Akashic Records. Have you encountered
1: a guide that you work with there? So. Like I mentioned before, I'm still in my very elementary stages of working with the Akashic Records, and guides are actually a really big part of it. So I know when I first start to enter um, kind of the plane or whatever you want to call it, where I go into the records, I am met by a black dog. Ooh. Uh, yeah, uh, I met by a black dog who takes me from the first doorway kind of to the next doorway, if that makes sense. So there's a lot of like antechambers before I get there. And from my understanding, what I'm getting from it is that like, it's, (sighs) there are a bunch of different guides for a bunch of different things. Mm -hmm. And to get to the place, to get to the Akashic records, my guide is a black dog. Cool. Does it have a name? His name is Anubis.
0: Oh, fancy! Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Have you done? Um, I know I'm probably asking you questions that you were not thinking that I was going to ask, and <laughs> are probably or maybe mad at me for asking. But um, have you done any other meditations with Anubis, or connecting to in meditation and connecting to Anubis, or channeling with Anubis?
1: No, uh, he's pretty much who I associate with um, getting to the place I need to be to get to the records. So I, I think he is specific to that part of my journey and my spiritual kind of journey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very eloquent today. <laughs> um yeah, I, I, I met him for the first time when I was, you know, training to training to access the records. Mm-hmm. So he is kind of like the gatekeeper guide person that I use for that very specific purpose.
0: That's really cool. I haven't um, mm-hmm. I haven't tried connecting to the records, but I do know, just like you were saying, that for people who do go there, you never really know who you're going to find, you know? Yeah. I mean, you'll find parts of yourself, yes, for sure. Or maybe you're looking into the records of other people, but mm-hmm. you might also meet some of your own spirit team on the way.
1: Well, from my understanding, um, you know, you... Like I mentioned before, you yourself do not go into the records. You've got librarians, kind of as it were, that work with you to help pull the information mm-hmm. uh, for you know people's soul books, etc. cetera. Um, so it would make a lot of sense that your guides would be there, or a guide specific to that purpose would be there. Um, yeah,
0: I just keep thinking about that show, The Magicians, and the library that's in. In that show, where every there's a book of everyone's lives mm-hmm. that's there, and I'm just like, you know what? The writers of that show are totally into this that. I mean, there's no way
1: that they would have written that otherwise. Absolutely, of course. I mean, they had to, right? I mean, there's yeah, yeah, they did their research. I'll give them that. Yeah, so now that we've
0: laid the foundation with that first dimension, um, we can move on to the second dimension. And so, having just come from the dimension that is really like the building blocks of nature. The second dimension includes elementals, devas, and the consciousness of nature. And before I talk about the elementals and the devas, I just want to chew on the whole idea of the consciousness of nature thing for a second. So we have consciousness and we are part of nature, but elementals and specific elements of nature also have consciousness, like plants. So I'm sure that you've heard of, there are a couple of different experiments that I think of here one of them is um you know talking to plants and um talking to them negatively and then them having a failure to thrive and then talking to them positively and then they grow and flourish right that's one the other is the water experiment do you know what i'm talking about mm-hmm. where you know the the energy surrounding the water sort of impacts it in a positive or a negative way
1: those are always so cool yeah Yeah.
0: Part of the reason it happens is that nature has consciousness. Things can get a little bit messy or murky with dimensions and strict origination because even though we think about certain things as being tied to a specific dimension, they can also project their consciousness or selves or their form from and into other dimensions, which makes me think about trying to talk about something from someone else's experience, you know, like, we can only talk about things with the language we have at the moment we're talking and from the perspective of the things that we've gone through in our own lives. And in this case, I'm talking about the experience of other beings. And so we all know that talking about someone else's experience can be very messy, you know, and not <laughs> totally accurate. So I'm giving you the information that I have as I understand it, but the the best and most fun way of asking questions is to get into the dimensions yourself and um, start connecting with the beings in those dimensions because you can then ask them your questions directly. So if you find yourself having questions as we're kind of talking about this stuff today, I would say write them down and take them into meditation and, you know, see what you come up with, you know, see who you find there, if you find any elementals there and
1: what they have to say. And I would just like to say, because I'm bad at this, trust what you see and trust what you encounter because it's really easy. And this is like the pot calling the kettle black because I do this all the time. It's easy to just say, well, that's my imagination. Well, maybe this is what I wanted to see. Well, blah, 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 blah. And you just have to suspend that because you can say that till the cows come home and nothing you do will be real in your mind. So you just have to accept everything.
0: Yes. Absolutely. So I think this is a good pause point, actually, to say that Eliza and I have created a Facebook group, (laughs) aptly named The Cauldron Cooler. And one of the best ways I've found to start building your own confidence with the things that you see and to validate is to get into a community with other people and start to talk about it. You know, a safe space where there are like-minded people who you can share your experiences with and find some validation and see either synchronicity or community with people who have had experiences like yours so check us out on facebook the cauldron cooler facebook group and start bringing your stuff into the group post away we'd love to see that
1: and we're really excited to get to know you guys too because part of the fun of this like gray said is the community so please post be active we want to learn from you as much as we can hopefully help others learn.
0: Coming back to the, the, um, the second dimension, the dimension of elementals, devas, consciousness of nature. You can get as small as um, plants. You can go smaller to grains of sand blades of grass but then also um the beings that live there and are kind of like the guardians of the dimension that's kind of how i think about them the guardians of the second dimension and so those beings are gnomes fairies dragons unicorns dwarves but also the specific elements so the elements of earth air fire water which I know a lot of us work with in ritual and then all of the elemental beings can be mixed and matched with the elements so you could have an earth dragon you can have an air gnome you can have a fire fairy a water unicorn
1: an air gnome Uh uh-huh this is a thing that blows my mind because when I think of gnomes I think of earth I know like full stop
0: yep yeah
1: an air gnome
0: so when you're in that second dimension space, and you, if you see a gnome, but it does not look like it is associated with the Earth, that doesn't mean you're wrong. <laughs> it just means you've met someone who is not an Earth gnome or <laughs> something else.
1: Wow. hmm
0: Yeah. So these beings are the overseers of nature, the oversouls of nature, you could call them. If you find yourself having difficulty connecting to the first dimension, they can kind of be your helpers and hook you up like you could ask them for help connecting with the crystalline grid or the iron core. And one of the hallmarks that you might start to notice as you work with them is that their energy feels a little bit more restrained. And I think we touched on this a little bit in one of our other episodes. I can't remember which one it was, but um, maybe it was the angels episode. But angels are like very anthropomorphized because they're closest to source energy. They kind of have that, the ability to do that. Second dimension beings, the gnomes, the fairies, et cetera, their energy is more restrained because they're you know, they're not humanoid, right? In many cases. Mm -hmm. And they feel a little bit more distant from us because they're not going to interact with us in the way that, you know, a human-like energy would. So again, if you're there in the second dimension and you're like, well, I don't feel like as connected to this non-Earth-looking gnome, um, as I do with the angels, (laughs) that doesn't mean you're, yeah, it doesn't mean you're doing it wrong. It is just part of the second dimension and kind of the reality of how it is and how it works there. So, you know, if you're someone who typically gets clear hits about messages, um, you know, in, in full words or strings of pictures, you know, if you see images uh, and that doesn't happen for you when you're in the second dimension, don't, don't worry about it. It's not, you know, you're not getting it wrong. Uh, a great way to work with the elementals is, you know, rituals that incorporate the elements as you might imagine to so any of the elements of nature and let's pretend you're wondering why would i try to communicate with the second dimension why would i communicate with nature an element or an elemental um, maybe you have questions about the state of nature or of the planet i'm not particularly outdoorsy <laughs> <laughs> but if i had questions about what i could you know do to tend to nature a little better. I would probably pop into the second dimension and ask some questions there. Maybe you have questions about, you know, what they can tell you about human nature from their perspective. I think that would be a really interesting conversation to have with an elemental.
1: That's really interesting. Like, yeah.
0: What do you think of us?
1: (laughs) You know, like. Things you want to ask elementals, things you also never want to ask angels. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: What do you think of us? So I had somebody say once, like, don't ask the question. Don't ask questions you don't want the answer to. Yeah. Um. But I, I don't know. I would kind of have this whole, like, push the red button syndrome. That's kind of how I think about it. Like, if somebody puts a red button in front of me and is like, don't push that button, I'm going to be like, I'm going to push that red button right now and see what happens.
1: <laughs> <laughs> because I just need to know what it is about the red button. Yeah. So I will probably ask at some
0: point. But, you know, like we were talking about with the first dimension and, you know, have as we have questions, as we go through our lives and we're thinking like, well, where can I find the answer? We are part of nature. So if we have questions about our own nature, we might, you know, jump into the second dimension to ask some of those questions, too. I think the fun part is to be creative because you never really know what kind of wisdom you'll be able to tap into. And what comes to you might might be surprising. You might also be able to connect To an element that is part of your higher self having an experience in the second dimension, which I know is also something we talked about a little bit in the past. Your higher self dispatches parts of itself into other dimensions, times to gather experience and learning. So it is possible that you could connect with an elemental being um, who is a part of your higher self, having an experience as an elemental in a second dimension and gathering information from that perspective. If you're in a conversation with an elemental and they feel actually much closer to you than kind of what I'm describing, that the distance that naturally usually happens, you know, if they feel familiar to you, it could be that you're actually talking to a part of your higher self. So essentially you, you're talking to yourself as an elemental.
1: That would be badass. I have to ask though, Grace, have you had any of these experiences going into the first or second dimension?
0: I have not been in the first dimension. I have connected with elementals one of them in particular during the saun ritual.
1: You uh, mean Russo? Yes, my man.
0: <laughs> well, I've just gendered him. Um, might not be a him at all. <laughs> to me, I'm sort of I sort of think of like other beings in other dimensions as genderless. If that makes sense. Like I feel like yeah, gendering is a very human thing to do. But the name that was given to me was Russo, and he he I'm saying he might not be he takes care of the trees around my house. But that's really been the only. Connection I've had so far. I do feel like, though, now that I know that he's there, I could look for him and like ask him other questions.
1: That would be really cool.
0: Yeah. But I'm assuming that he'll be like, You're kind of shit at taking care of the leaves in your yard. (laughs) Why do you leave things such a mess for
1: me? (laughs) 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 He'll be definitely pushing the red button. So, what do you think of us? Well, you really suck at gardening. Yeah, I know. know. (laughs) Thanks. Yeah,
0: I will say he doesn't feel familiar to me, so I don't think in that case that he is part of my higher self. I would be hard pressed to accept, I think, a part of my higher self as an elemental just because I'm so not nature oriented at all. (laughs) It's sort of like, you know, as human beings, we sometimes deny parts of ourselves. Well, that would be me denying part of myself in another dimension. <laughs> that's really funny so basically doesn't no matter what dimension you're in you can still do very human you know
1: psychological things i wonder if he is just kind of like location based maybe he's just that's your yard is where he exists that's what he's there to do he's not attached to you maybe he's not attached yeah. to your life maybe he's just there
0: I kind of think so. It's reminding me of the energy episode that we did where we talked about, um you know, we all have our chakra system, which is part of our energy, our mm-hmm. aura, and our energetic field. The energetic field is like fifty feet all around you. I don't I think I'd have a hard time connecting with him if I were away from this physical place because our energy fields wouldn't be overlapping. So in other words, he he wouldn't be in my field if I'm not at my house, right?
1: right. yeah,
0: so if I moved away. There would probably be...
1: No, more (laughs) Russo.
0: I wonder if... I haven't tried it, but I wonder if you can ask them to, like, do things for you. Like, hey, Russo, I'm really bad at gardening, as you know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Was wondering if you could help the sister out. And... uh, I was
0: wondering if you could... um, help me with the leaves so I don't have to pay someone so often to do that.
1: <laughs> I mean, I say you try it and see what happens and report back.
0: That's a good idea. I think I'll do that. How about you? Have you tried connecting with the second dimension? I know the, the first dimension definitely for you with the iron core. Mm-hmm. Um, how about the second dimension?
1: I haven't tried. Um, the, it's a thing that I want to try. And I think what's prevented me from trying thus far is because I felt like I hadn't gotten a good grasp on what it is. So I've always had a desire to communicate with um, nature spirits and elementals and all of those things, because I actually consider myself a very nature oriented person. Um, But I feel like I've never actually taken the time to, you know, go there myself because I didn't understand it well enough. Does that make sense?
0: Yep. Yeah, definitely.
1: I did a channeling
0: a few months ago now and uh, it was a channel, it was a channeling journey to, that was guided and it was to meet your high frequency guides. Mm -hmm. So I I did this channeling expecting that, I don't know, I would talk to uh, uh, somebody, somebody from my team that I had contracted with before before this incarnation or an angel Mm -hmm. or, um, or someone like that, but instead who came through what that was a, um, a flower essence spirit. And it was very confusing to me because I was a total self. You're like, what the hell is this? (laughs) I was like, it's almost like when Asriel shows up and I'm like, what are you doing here? (laughs) And in this case, (laughs) I just dropped a whole bunch of shit. You just it so yes, this... all
1: off so hard that he dropped really all your did. shit on the floor. you got so mad. Yeah.
0: So in this case it was a, a flower essence spirit and I I came out of the journey and I was like, For real, maybe I have to do this again. <laughs> <laughs> like, not who I was hoping for. <laughs> but they're supposed to teach us things, right? Like they're here to teach us things. So the lesson for me probably is that I have to be more in touch with nature, like it or not.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think a really good hallmark of doing it right is getting stuff you don't expect.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And um, you know, stuff that maybe you didn't want. Yeah. (laughs) So here you are, you have this information that you didn't want what are you going to do with it
1: what kind of flower was it
0: it wasn't a specific flower I'm actually looking through my channeling journal now to see if I can find the page that it was on they gave me a name and the name was uh, I'm probably not going to pronounce it right but Hanamata um was the name of the flower essence spirit yeah. okay so I'm calling it a flower spirit but they said that they were a flower sprite that's what I have written down And they said that their purpose was growth and retrieval. So the retrieval part, I'm not, I wasn't Mm -hmm. sure about at that time, but honestly, now that I'm thinking about what we're talking about today and the first dimension and the second dimension and how elementals can be helper, helpers for accessing the first dimension. I mean, I've never accessed the first dimension before or Akashic records and her Ah. purpose. Again, I'm gendering her purpose is retrieval. I'm wondering if she might be a guide for me in that way.
1: Yeah, I mean, she she very easily could be one of the folks that goes and gets soul books for you from the record. Yeah. That'd be cool. So now that
0: we've come across this revelation, I'm totally going to be trying that out. And I'll say, hey,
1: you don't know Anubis, do you? <laughs> <I'd> be like, <laughs> are you friends? I'm sure you're friends, right? You must be friends. It's okay. There was part of me when I met Anubis that I was like, Of course, his name is Anubis. Way to go imagination. Like, well, I have a black dog who's very small. Uh, My other dimension, Anubis, is pretty much the size. He looks like a Doberman, pretty much. Um, Mm -hmm. The way that the small black dog that I have since, he does look like Anubis. So he does have like the pointy ears and everything, which is really funny. Um, But his personality is not Anubis. His personality is very much scared cat. (laughs) So, yes, it's a very different kind of thing. But
0: yeah, definitely. So what do you think? Do you think that you'll try to connect to some elementals?
1: Yeah, I'd really like to. Um, Now, thanks to you, I have a little bit of a clear idea of how to do it. And I may ask you for some tips on how to go into meditation specifically with the goal of connecting to elementals because I would like to kind of see who's around and you know who I can chat with when it comes to things related to nature that that I'm interested in Mm -hmm. as a naturey person so yeah I think I, I I would like to I definitely would like to
0: well maybe in another episode I'm just brainstorming obviously live which is not something we usually do but fuck it why not (laughs) Um, maybe we can, for our audience, look for some meditations for connecting with elementals. And then
1: that would be cool.
0: Yeah. And then I, I would be happy to like walk everybody through it. And then, you know, you can let me know what you saw. I, I, I might do it in advance so that we can have a conversation about it.
1: That's a great idea.
0: But then walk you through it. And then, then we can talk about what happened.
1: I think that's a really cool idea. I'm into it. Let's do it.
0: Awesome. All right, guys. So plan for the future. Just decided right now, (laughs) you heard it first, Uh, we're going to look for a meditation for connecting with these second dimension elementals and kind of have a live experience around that. Um, One other thing that we wanted to mention to you guys is our plan to do a live abundance ritual. So sort of similarly, we'll be looking for an abundance ritual um, and we really want you guys to be an active part of it. So we'll be posting on our Instagram and Facebook and in the new Facebook group um, for you to send us your name and we're going to maintain, you know, everybody's confidentiality. We're not going to read anybody's names on air, but you sending us your name is just your permission to be energetically included in this live abundance ritual. And then we'll do the ritual On an episode, I'll connect with the collective energy while Elizabeth's bringing us through it. I'll offer any messages that I get for the collective, and
1: we'll kind of talk about it after it's over. Because who doesn't need more abundance? I mean, I am stoked about this. I'm not gonna lie. I think it's gonna be super cool. Yeah, I need some abundance. So
0: with that, and uh, with all of our plans laid out for the foreseeable future... I think we are ready to sign off for this episode. So thank you guys for joining and we can't wait to catch up with you again.
1: See you soon. See ya. Thanks for avoiding muggle life with us at the Cauldron Cooler. If you like our magical banter, please leave us a review on iTunes or Spotify or whatever newfangled podcast platform the kids use these days. And tell your friends to give us a listen, real or imaginary.
0: If you have any feedback, questions, or just want to say hi, you can email us at aroundthecauldronpodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at around underscore the underscore cauldron and like our page on Facebook.
1: I'm sure we'll do more social media things once we get the hang of all this nonsense.